Hi listeners and welcome to the first ever episode of my podcast. It has come a long way and I can't believe that I put so much effort in and got so little results. But all jokes aside, I created an RSS feed and even went as far as to upload it onto Spotify. I even created an Instagram account, which Instagram banned fuck instagram but okay anyways if you're an old listener thank you for sticking with me i know i may be slightly depressed because my ib report second report came in and i didn't really have that much motivation to create this but yeah thank you for sticking with me and staying with me just thank you for my new listeners thank you for checking me out that's about it. Um, enjoy this episode because it's gonna be a fucking hell ride. For my first episode ever, I prepared a something, um, a classic shower thought. Your classic sh- shower thought. Just I'm diving right into the deep end of the shower thoughts um, marathon, and we're talking about sleep. Yes. Not really your shower thought thing, but um, I assure you this is going to be interesting. Here goes. Imagine that you are chasing somebody. I love starting my episodes with imagine because it sets the scene for my listeners. Imagine that you are chasing somebody. Your footsteps thump sluggishly on the wet, muddy ground. The ever so annoying person in front of you is cackling ma- maniacally. Not unlike the wild cackling of a deranged witch. You have no idea where you are and what time of the day it is. You have no idea why you are chasing this witch of a person, except the vague notion that this person has caused your fury. You start to run faster to catch up. (gasps) Drama! Suspense! You start to run faster to catch up with her. As your fingertips graze her shoulder blades, you look down and see your naked body. Ooh. You wake up in your bed, drowned in cold sweat, panting like a dog, feeling as if you are a million years old. Except the dream wasn't a century old, not even quite close. What if I told you that your entire nightmare was two seconds long? Nightmares, we often go rigid with fear, relieving our worst childhood nightmare. Often it's just some random bullshit that makes our throats tight with fear. Clowns that can rotate their heads 360 degrees. Nice. Serial killers with no faces. Some sort of public humiliation, uh, which I said earlier, um, involving us with our pants down and everybody laughing aloud. For me, the most terrifying nightmare was one where I was a ball. Um, Yeah, kind of. And I had to bounce from one planet to the other. The further away the planet, the longer I jump. It's just something about the sheer terror of the never-ending cycle of all this that gets me. And I often just woke up in the middle of the night in cold sweat and just bawling out, just crying. Even as I'm recording this, 
uh, my heart still clenches with cold fear. Yes, childhood nightmares are the worst things ever, and yes, we feel like these nightmares never end. Coupled with a full bottle of Coke before bed, and you get yourself a humiliating change of bedsheets. But what are the origins of these nightmares, and why do these nightmares seem so never-ending? Okay, let's dig into this step by step. So. All of our dreams flow down to the basic principle of REM, which is rapid eye movement. So basically, our eye moves rapidly while we're dreaming. In this stage of our sleep, our brain is trying to construct a virtual reality world, basically in our brains that we live in. So it's like a little human play playground, basically. And it's in this stage that the human brain is the most creative, according to research done by Bustle.com. Very good name, I see. REM occurs for about twenty percent of our whole sleep process, and it's in this REM stage that our brain is trying to be as active as possible to exercise their neural connections to strengthen these neuron connections and to make new ones. You may be familiar about this whole REM process because it occurs in every cheesy movie ever. There's always this main character who gets into a deep sleep and then starts dreaming, moving his eyes a lot, and then has a certain revelation of some sorts. And finally, they <gasps> come to with a gasp and they say "Eureka!" And this is the solution to my math problem. What I'm intrigued about isn't、um, the really Herder boring details about REM that you could、um, search up in a in a biology textbook quite easily. What I'm interested about is kind of the creative side of things, where maybe we can utilize our brain in the REM state for more creative activity or even some other interpretations, which I would mention a bit. Further along this podcast episode, so moving on to the shower thoughts segment of the day, biology and psychology aside, what I'm really interested in is the time period. A typical dream that occurs in the REM stage is about two to forty-five minutes long, and our brain usually goes through about three dreams on average. Every night of sleep, so that's about what、um, three times forty-five. I need a calculator, which isn't here on my desk. Our brain is basically dreaming. It feels that、um, it's creating a scenario of twenty hours. Let's say, like I was chasing a bad guy. He has a gun. I went into the Nakatomi Tower Plaza. I don't know Nakatomi Plaza. To save my wife from the bad guy, we live happily ever after. Twenty hours. It's in these two to forty-five minutes that our brain fucks up our time perception. And in my opinion, in the near future, I think scientists will utilize this opportunity to find out more about our brain, as in our perception of time is everything for us. We live just for. 
just just for because that we have a limited time. But if we increase this amount of time, what's the point of life? You know, very deep. But okay. Of course, there are more negative ways that scientists can utilize this method of time manipulation during our REM stages and stuff,、um, which is time torture, where、um, it, the it, when the person experiences a much longer period of time than the time is actually occurring, but this brings us. To the question of, is time actually, like, is our time actually our time? You get what I'm saying. But, anyways, that's a bit deep. I'll draw back into it and bring out a really cool example. So, for certain fans of the television series Black Mirror, you would recognize that in a Christmas episode. Time was used as a method of torture. The characters were placed into a virtual reality world, kind of like our dream state in our brain, and they were subject to torture via a long time of doing nothing, so that they're basically dying of boredom, which is a pretty good method of torture if you think. Because our brain needs stimulation, and if you don't have stimulation to brain, you just can't function. Think of this: a bunch of people go insane in prison after they are being kept in isolation for too long, and they just start a killing spree. But bringing our discussion topic back to the idea of utilizing our brain and scientists gaining access to our REM. Our brain in our REM stage. What are the possible negative consequences of this? And how would we assure that these scientists won't use our brain for malicious purposes, such as hallucinations or brain messing with our time functions and stuff like that? Although these topics are pretty morbid and quite taboo, to be honest, we gotta assume that there are some mad scientists. In the population of scientists, and that ev- evil people still、um, are around on the earth, so this is always a possibility. Okay, I'm gonna stop speculating right now because this shower thought session is starting to look like a conspiracy theory discussion, Q and on, whatever. So I'm gonna stop it at here, but. Feel free to think through this whole process yourself, and I think it's pretty interesting to think of all these weird, quirky, creative shit in my head, self-generated through、um, my brain, potentially in the REM stage. You never know, but I think this is pretty interesting, and I'm happy to share with you guys. With that, I think I conclude my episode because this would be a pain to edit because I said a lot of fucking ums. But okay, I'll I'll edit it and then post it as soon as I can. Listeners, thank you for joining me on my academic train. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you in the new future where I find. The motivation to create another episode with you. Thank you.
And now for the highly anticipated blooper slash gag reel session. IB Psychology, man. <laughs> Proud. I sounded a lot like Mr. Naruto's right there. Yes. It is pretty self-explanatory. Blah, 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 blah. Showerhead is recorded and produced by yours truly, Wesley Way. The script is written by me as well.